evening again, everybody. Um, hope every, everybody can hear me okay. Okay, may it continue. So, um, I'd like this evening to offer some reflections on the theme of equanimity. And um, I really, I felt like I'm not sure if this is a talk or, or a meditation. There's a talkitation or a, a mork. I think talkitation sounds better, right? Because I felt like in sharing some reflections on this theme, I, I, I didn't want to, you know, do a whole thing. I wanted to kind of invite you, I wanted to offer some different definitions and words and particularly images for this quality so that we can, you know, maybe really listen for different aspects or, you know, particular senses that resonate that we kind of recognize in our experience or or perhaps aspire to, <laughs> you know. Um, and my sense is that there's a lot of equanimity here. I mean, I know that's not quite right, really, is it? But um, you know what I mean? I feel like in meeting with you um, one-to-one and being in the hall, it feels like beautiful field of of many, many wholesome qualities. And uh, I don't think I'm just imagining things. And and how much I think part of our cultivation and say take a quality like this is about recognizing it as already present to some degree. I think somehow we, we wouldn't be here. It's almost like even the moment you sit down or, you know, there's some mindfulness, there's maybe some equanimity there. Some, so I feel like that's, that's very helpful because we can have, you know, a sense of just so, so much awareness of the, 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 the agitation or the opposite of, of equanimity. And, and, uh, and again, that awareness of, of, of that negativity bias of being so aware of, Sort of what's wrong, and whereas to to turn our minds to what is gladdening. So we we're talking with somebody today, and um, to turn our minds to that which is, you know, present that's gladdening, and these qualities in our heart and mind that are being cultivated. Uh, I think equanimity, sort of, very lovely. You get the chance, you know, to reflect on this this week, and. Um, you know, at times feeling that sense of, well, not much equanimity here, you know. <laughs> like, okay, it's coming and going like everything else, darn, you know. I wish it would, yeah. And then that sense of exploring maybe the different. So one of the things I want to touch on with you is this sense of equanimity having like all these great qualities of heart that are you know, natural in us and, and are, are naturally cultivated in a, in, a, in a practice that has some skillfulness in it, um, you know, that, that it's, it's, um, mm, it's, I've lost my thread, my goodness me, that just went, heavens, so that happens when you say things you weren't planning to, and you think, what, where was I, you know, um, what was I saying, um, mm, oh yeah, 
Right, it's this. Um, so sometimes in the discourses there are talks about equanimity based on unity or based on diversity or differentiation. And I feel that's a, been a very interesting theme in my, it, 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 sort of around for me of the, the, the equanimity that's more based on the gathered mind and the states of samadhi, that, that kind of unified, when the, the field calms and unifies and that's, you know, that particular kind of beautiful sort of even-minded equanimity of, 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 a, of a state, if you like, a state of mind. And maybe at times we've, we've touched on that, you know, in our retreats or, you know, and then at times it can feel like, nope, that's not so much happening. Um, and then this other kind of equanimity based on, on the, the comings and the goings and the sense of this... Um, quality being found in 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 where in 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 this relationship to what is happening right the happenings the events the objects the 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 things that sense of that the there's this there's that there's coming and goings you know and that in both cases the equanimity is cultivated and developed and so i just thought that that's kind of helpful that there are different ways that this quality manifests and um, you know perhaps anyway we'll, we'll, we'll go through some of the images perhaps sort of touch on this. Another thing that struck me when I first I can't remember exactly recently I, I, I was beginning to think about this um, this quality and one of the things that struck me, which like often is the case, isn't it? it, seems really obvious, is that you can't develop or find equanimity in relation to um, abstraction or idea. Or, so I, I can't quite, I, I hope, it, it's like that there were, I was, when I was reflecting on this and I, I was feeling quite, I don't know, my mind was quite, agitated and maybe not very equanimous and I was like where where is the equanimity how do I how do you get how do you find that because it's all swirling (laughs) and then I started to okay um sensation vedana feeling yeah I started to really okay uh thoughts spinning energy ah and it was really interesting because it felt like as soon as I came back into relationship, perhaps you could say came back into mindfulness, I came back into, okay, what's actually happening right now, at least some, some sense of that, then it's like it could start to, mind could sort of start to find balance again. Whereas when, you know, lost in, 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 in thinking, like, where, where is equanimity? Where, is, you know, is it here? It's like, oh, no, no, that's not the way. <laughs> don't find it that way. So right now, you know, right here, we can, if you want, while, while we're together here, you can, you know, it's like equanimity fest. So however, whatever's happening moment to moment, you know, I, Saying, oh, what's the, hmm. And to me, there's, there is a kind of a movement. There's a kind of, like, it's not just like, I mean, there's maybe this rock-like, you know, like wonderful mountainous sort of rock-like equanimity. It's like, yeah, you know, everything's 
I'm equanimous. Yeah. Do what you like, you know. It's not gonna, yeah. Oh, that's quite appealing. So anyway, well, how does that, you know, and maybe that sometimes. And then maybe there's this, this equanimity which feels more like a dance. Like, oh, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, okay, uh-huh, no, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> and the feeling of actually sort of allowing, you know, maybe there's an inner version of this dance, you know, that sort of like, that, that energetically or mentally or emotionally, you know, it's like sort of feeling. And, and as you know, you know, when the mind, when mindfulness is strong and there's some samadhi, it's like this flexibility of mind is very more natural, isn't it? You know, there's this sort of sense of things coming and going and then something sort of pushes a bit and then you, but you know, you're not just like bang, you know, <laughs> like thud. Um, but it's more like, whoa, or something like that. And there's images of a tree in the wind. I think it's all there, isn't it? It's all in nature. I mean, I feel like sometimes all the teaching is, is there. There it is, you can hear it. The wind and the trees. And, uh, and like feeling, you know, some of us are more drawn to using images than others. And that sense of, you know, equanimity is being like a tree, uh, something to sort of sense into. and Or like those, um, there's Russian dolls with the heavy bit in the bottom and you knock them and they've, they kind of just come up again. That sort of sense of, it's a sort of flexibility. There's also the sense of ballast. Another image is of the keel, the keel of a boat. To me, I, I don't know about if this works. Maybe it's like it's so it's it helps to ground that in in our body or in relationship to to materiality or to what we what we see and hear and touch and you know that's where that's often where like maybe we we can find we can actually connect to find cultivate a quality like this. So I wanted to read you two definitions. So perhaps for those of us, again, different minds, different temperaments, you know, it's like, give me a good definition. Never mind an image. Give me the, you know, give me it straight on that. Right. And then, yeah, now we can, now we're we're talking. So I'd like to share a definition that I've, I've, um, I've found in a talk by Joseph Goldstein. And I was also thinking about him and the little I, I know about him, it feels like a being that embodies a lot of equanimity. I mean, lots of other wonderful qualities as well. But I thought, yeah, that's another way that we can cultivate. I think to, do you know beings who, you know, you can, oh, you can see it in the Buddha Rupa sometimes. You can see it in other people here on retreat. You, know, you can kind of, you know, think of people who have that quality. And again, for... Some of us maybe that's that's very helpful. Um, that relational or that that way that way in, and, and and you know right. What would Joseph do? Or would, I mean, again, not you don't know, but just yeah. So anyway, this is what he said. Or in one talk, equanimity is the mind space of impartiality. 
a non-reactive easefulness of mind that is open to seeing the whole of different situations and experiences. Snap, vintage, vintage, Joseph. So is the mind space of impartiality. So just wanted to highlight that word as maybe one, um, one aspect of equanimity, as impartial, the sense of um, whatever, whatever is present. Maybe it's, you know, sometimes I think also, um, maybe some of you do this practice of a body scan with, with a sense of doing that with equanimity. I find that very helpful where you... You can, you can even do it now if you want while I'm talking. A sense of kind of, I sometimes just move very slowly or just float through, round in the embodiment, kind of just sensing different textures and vibrations and tones. And, you know, some of it's pleasant or more pleasant or less pleasant or neutral. Some of it's like, mm, unpleasant. <laughs> little bit of aversion creeping in there. Can I have equal respect, equal care, equal interest? Yeah. Ah, oh, with this, with this, with that. Aha. Uh-huh. You know, even like that steadiness of not dwelling longer, like giving one child more attention than another. Oh, we love you equally. Here, yes, that kind of, and I find that maybe there's again that quality of steady um, presence with whatever is there, um, a non reactive easefulness. Yeah, so again, just listening for words, images the concept that kind of resonates maybe just for you today or this moment. Um, Because, of course, like everything, it isn't one thing. It's nothing is. (laughs) It's always a a kind of, um, you know, moving and changing sense of all these different aspects and different, um, mm, yeah, different facets so seeing the whole, I mean, I wonder if we can ever do that, but um, even that, that, you know, that wider perspective of a situation or just what's happening for you, you know, moment to moment. And maybe that's another facet or a way of um, accessing equanimity is like just widen, widen, wider perspective open space. Mm. Um, So another definition which I found in a book by Christina Feldman and Wilhelm Kuyken on mindfulness. Ancient, oh dear, I'm forgetting, ancient wisdom and modern Something. Sorry. Anyway, you can find it probably enough with those words. So, um, a, a definition of equanimity 
um, from them a quality of inner balance imbued with awareness, care and compassion that is fully engaged with the events of every moment both inwardly and outwardly. So again, I know there's a lot here, so I hope it's not too much. Again, just seeing inner balance. And in, in this, I think this definition really shows the connection with the other Brahma Viharas, or the, the metta, the karuna, the care and compassion, and the engagement. You know, sometimes it's said, you know, people talk about equanimity and say, actually, yeah, it's not, you know, the near, the near enemy, the, the, the sense of it's not indifference, it's not withdrawal, it's, it's not apathy, it's not disconnection, and it's not suppression. I think this, is, this has struck me recently, that, you know that equanimity which is kind of like gritting the teeth equanimity? Yes, I'm fine, okay, yeah, it's whatever. Um, and how, you know, at times that's just, it's like a reflex. We don't mean to do it, it just happens, and it's a habit to just, you know, kind of clamp down, or you know. And sometimes, so not judging it, not saying that's bad, and sometimes maybe it's actually needed, it's just, yeah. But that, I guess there's a kind of vulnerability, isn't there, in, in this, re- in really um, learning in, in retreat, in the different situations of our life more and more to, to actually be fully available to the whole realm of our subjective experience. Wow. I mean, you know, so to me, like, that sounds like that's a high aspiration or a big ask, right? You know, it's like that's the, that has that, to me, that aspirational quality. But that, you know, and I don't know how you would frame, phrase it or frame it. But, yeah, this, this sense of possibility, maybe, that, that, that what's sometimes called broadening the basis of non-attachment, that there is this possibility through equanimity supported by other qualities that we can indeed become more and more able to to yeah be with to be available to the mm, the actualities the the how how it is in that in that unfolding as we as we perceive it and as we as we experience it you know and and sometimes I think like that sense of 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 equanimity helping you to to not be so frightened of that lot of experiences over there you know and so wanting those ones over there and then actually that that balance which allows and finds that steadiness and freedom kind of with 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 all of it yeah so maybe i'll just pause for a moment i I wrote pause so i'm going to pause (laughs) and just invite you that's a lot of words that's a lot of words and you know i'm just going to review a few of the words and just for you to kind of see what's 
what you can feel or sense in your body or in your heart or in your little mind. You know, just notice the responses or the yeah, the ripples or just feel the quietness. Maybe maybe just see if, if you can like um, rec- recognize like oh is there any equanimity here? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Not sure I know how to recognize it, but yeah, just 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 in checking in if you like that sense of oh. Uh, yeah. And and if there is how do you how do you know it? I wonder. And again, not not this is not making a demand, it's just gentle, like oh, yeah. Not something you could necessarily name to anyone or to yourself, but it's a sense. Or, or if there really isn't equanimity, then noticing its absence. <laughs> and what's what is here? Okay, so going to unpause now. <laughs> um, so just we've just just to review, we've just spent a bit of time with the sort of impartial area of equanimity. And I'd like to just now bring up for us the sense of um, equanimity as um, found through, developed through uh, an awareness of change, of, of, of pra- that practice of, of seeing and of being with um, the changing, the changingness of, of what's happening. So Ajahn Sujito. Equanimity recognizes that things are flowing, changing, and shifting. We stay open to the flow of experience and don't make a final statement. Mm. So things are flowing and shifting. So the practice of inconclusivity. I don't know if that word exists. It does now. <laughs> Which is my slight that ain't not drawing conclusions. What's it like to abide 
with the sense of And for those of you not can't see that, it's like a, what is that? It's like dot, 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 question mark. Something like that. Don't make a final statement. Don't we fidget around that all the time? Amazing. Like, so, so that the, the equanimity the, that, that can grow when we... Um, Allow or allow ourselves to not draw conclusions. Yeah, inconclusivity practice. And of course, you know, I think this is really the heart of our mindfulness practice, isn't it? Like the sutta and mindfulness is, is riddled with this. Change, 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 no change. Speaker Analio, keep clearly knowing change. Keep clearly knowing change. Keep clearly knowing change. As, as, as his way of sort of summing up the whole sutta. So, ooh, we saw. Yeah. So a phrase that I have practiced with in the past, I'll share it with you and then we might have another pause and you can hang out with impermanence for a few moments. Um, May I rest at ease with this changing experience. So may I rest at ease. It's that easeful part with this changing experience. And you might find your own, you know, or have your own equanimity phrase, but I've appreciated this one. And we can also wish it for others as well, of course. Or keep clearly knowing change. Or just the word flow. Or again, an image. (laughs) Yeah, there might be an image that just for you, again, like a tree or a, a river. So I'll just pause again for a few moments and let you... Yeah. Do and be as you wish. And just noticing whatever the the heart, the mind's response is to the invitation 
to notice impermanence or change or just again finding that letting that be part of what's happening The equanimity that can grow from a deepening, steadying sense of change, the changingness. So We'll continue, um, but feel free to stay with that sense of noticing impermanence, you know, no need to follow along in detail. So I wanted to share some, some similes, just some images that again, if you may be helpful, um, sometimes the the images that describe again this process of balance balancing it has a dynamic quality like a moving quality from I think it was Shantideva described equanimity as walking evenly on uneven ground. I really love that. I so for that you know parts of our life where we are moving, we are walking, we are how that sense of walking evenly on uneven ground or surfing maybe you've uh, another kind of wonderful image I've never been on a surfboard in my life so I'm a little bit not sure of getting this right but just you know watching it and appreciating that incredible skill and balance and and also watching people learning how much they fall off have to get back on again it all seems very relevant to meditation practice somehow and that sense of being able to when you you know you can see that the that staying staying in touch staying in touch staying in touch moving moving with the with the wave and there's a kind of there's a kind of almost a stillness Right, isn't there kind of stillness in the midst of the movement with that? So perhaps that sense of movement and stillness is not so separate actually. 
sort of can be almost again different facets of what's happening. Another friend of mine, um, Zohar, loves the image of the the um, being on a middle of a seesaw in England. I don't know if you call that in America. I forget that gigor or something like. Was a child's playground equipment where you stand on one end and the other end goes up and you 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 sit on one end and and then you go up and down like that and um, that sense of being in the middle like the possibility of actually standing in the middle and and actually through again steadiness balance moving your legs you you don't fall off the thing goes and comes back but you're you're steady there. That's, I had a when a few years ago when I was um, in a very very intense bout of, of grief about the death of my mother, and I had a very clear sort of sense of finding balance, being like a you know a tightrope walker with a, with a long pole. So for for a while it was pretty intense, and it did feel like it was a bit of a tightrope walk to keep sort of functioning and keep sane and all that and but I had this real sense that there was this kind of long balancing pole that I could that was helping me and and what that was for me was actually people and relationships and people I talked to or people I knew were thinking about me and somehow that I could you know that sort of that helped me to cross that abyss and so another part of this I think is very important is about other people and and how much we um, can can help each other to find balance um, so images of stillness um, I have two I want to share two more how are we doing this is okay um so I want to share two images, which I think, yeah, I, re- I really love. And maybe the first one, and this is from Sharon Salzberg in the Kindness Handbook. It's an equanimity practice. And it, 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 it refers to equanimity as this, like, mountain. So get ready to, to channel your mountain. Sit like a mountain. Sit with a sense of strength and dignity. Be steadfast. Be majestic. Be natural and at ease in awareness. No matter how many winds are howling, sorry, blowing. No matter how many lions are prowling, be intimate with everything and sit like a mountain. I'll put it on the board for you. So for me, this has been very helpful as well. Somehow that earth, ground, mountain, yeah, very, very helpful. And another image, oh, go on, is an, an image from Ajahn Chah, great Thai forest teacher. 
and it's an image of that you probably know very well. This is one of my top ten favourite Dharma quotes. You've probably, many of you probably know it as well. Of the maybe the the aspect of equanimity, which is stillness, and that profound stillness of mind. Um, that can that can arise, that can be experienced at times. Stability, or equipoise, or Bicornalia's term, but equipoise. So, um, his Ajahn Chah. Try to be mindful and let things take their natural course then your mind will become still in any surroundings, like a clear forest pool. All kinds of wonderful, rare animals will come to drink at the pool, and you will clearly see the nature of all things. You will see many strange and wonderful things come and go, but you will be still. This is the happiness of the Buddha. So the last aspect of cultivation of equanimity I'd like to touch on is concerning our relationships with other people particularly, but also with creatures and the earth and the wider world. This relational kind of opportunity or challenge of how do we bring equanimity, these different qualities maybe that we touch into, strengthen on a retreat, you know, the sublime stillnesses and silences that can be found, and allowing that somehow to inform our life, inform our, our way of relating, and actually in some way come with us in our embodiment, and through, again, some conscious cultivation, sort of more, be more and more available for us in that world of tasks and, and relationships and so on. Uh, 
what it's what it's like to really the practice a deep practice of learning to 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 deeply care and yet to to be able to let go as well right? to to love and to let go to to offer to um yeah to offer but yet to know we cannot control outcomes we cannot you know keep a person from suffering so yeah maybe we can sense that possibility and strengthen it in in the sense that in the way we relate to ourselves on retreat isn't it it's very much then what carries over into how we are with others and can we can we stay you know not not abandoning ourselves when we don't measure up to our high standards we're not abandoning ourselves when when you know mind is behaving so strangely and not not abandoning ourselves when we make a mistake again what Ajahn Suchita calls even-minded empathy so that's that emotion emotionally sensitive and yet learning to to be unflustered again sounds like a high aspiration to me real possibility for us yeah uh, again a practice for us in in our life and i think you know it's kind of obvious in a way that equanimity is a source of of tremendous strength and is a kind of a resilience which we need in 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 our engagement you know however we're engaging in the retreat or in in our life in the world that that it's that it's that equanimity which is a very key component of um a sustainable life right maybe on all levels both in terms of you know our our beleaguered earth suffering so much from our lack of equanimity right down to these very very micro moments of stressing on the cushion about you know that pain in my knee just yeah so may may we may we really sense the possibility of finding some balance and steadiness in each moment it's much more possible i think than we think and i'm speaking as a consider myself an agitated type and it's it's so interesting when you turn the mind in that direction when you offer when you look through all the confusion and the fog stillness is is there it's 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 here we can we can find it and attune to it and 
yeah, patiently, patiently. Perhaps then it can become more, more real, more embodied, more accessible. So I'd like to um, close this talk by offering a very, very simple equanimity chant, which I've just made up. Some of you know I have a tendency to make up chants. So um, I am going to offer this. And please um, feel extremely free to not join in. Because I know what that can be like. I go, I don't want to chant. Um, So, (laughs) no pressure, no pressure. Be, yeah. Uh, I'm happy if it's just me. I don't mind. Um, And what I thought I would do is, it's very, very simple, but I'll just chant one line and then you, if you want to join in, if you you then repeat it. And, um, yeah, you'll see how simple it is and I'll put it on the board. I hope I can remember it now. Anyway, um, and just to give you a hint, it does end with walking, so that you know that when we come to walking, we've finished. And then we'll just have a little bit of silence, and then I'll ring the bell, and then you can go and have a cup of tea or whatever. No, then we'll do the other chanting, and then we'll go. Right. Okay, let's see if I can remember this. It sounded so good in the bath. <laughs> May equanimity be in the eye and in the seeing. May equanimity be in the eye and in the seeing. May equanimity be in the ear and in the hearing. May equanimity be in the ear and in the hearing. May equanimity be in the nose and in the smelling. May equanimity be in the nose and in the smelling. May equanimity be in the tongue and in the tasting. May equanimity be in the tongue and in the tasting. May equanimity be in the body and in the sensing. May equanimity be in the body and in the sensing. May equanimity be in the mind and in the thinking. May equanimity be in the mind and in the thinking. May equanimity be in the heart and in the caring. May equanimity be in the heart and in the caring. May equanimity be in the hands and in the helping. May equanimity be in the hands and in the helping. May equanimity be in the feet and in the walking. May equanimity be in the feet 
and in the walking. Thank you. So let's chant the reflection. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.